Hey everybody, this is Zach Morrison. I'm here with Matt Smith. Thanks for tuning in for episode five. Absolutely super excited to be here, Zach. And today we're going to be talking about work versus play, work-life balance, and networking events. We've got a really excited announcement for you, so stay tuned. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Light, episode five. I'm your co-host, Matt Smith, here with my very good friend, Zach Morrison. Zach, what are we talking about today? Hey there, millennials. Thanks for tuning in today. We are discussing work versus play balance. You know, what does that mean to everybody here today? I think that's a strong trending topic. It is, particularly for millennials. I think everybody wants to know what work versus play is. Is it even a thing? Yeah, is it even a thing? And I think that strongly depends if you're an entrepreneur or an employee. So we'll be touching on that as well as networking events. And make sure you stay tuned because we have a networking event later on in this month of May that we're going to tell you about here in the show. Right, Millennial Light Networking event. And guys, you know, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit last time, but we really want to hear from you. You know, what does work versus play actually mean to you as a millennial that, you know, is working and I'm sure playing as well? What are your favorite networking events? What does networking mean to you? So definitely reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or even on YouTube. Yeah, we'd be happy to interact with you. We really want to start seeing some comments come through. Drop a couple of topics that you want to see on the show, answer a couple questions. You know what we need to start doing is putting out some polls. Yeah, we definitely do. So we can see what you guys want us to talk about. Definitely. And what it means to me, Matt, when we're talking about this work-life balance is do these do they mesh well together, right? So does work mesh well with, with the rest of your life? Are you an entrepreneur who is on the clock 24-7? Are you an employee who... Yeah, you're... Comp- you're- Clocking in, clocking out. And completely separates the two. Work stops at five, and next thing you know, I'm the weekend warrior. Right, and that it means pretty much the same thing to me, Zach, but I think the whole point that we're getting at with all of this is millennials don't want that separation anymore. You know, we don't want to clock in for 40 hours and have somebody else define our time and then go home and, you know, basically be a weekend warrior, which is something we'll touch on as well on this show. But I think we're starting to see the industry and the, the job market actually change because of us. You know, wouldn't you agree? I believe so. The fact that there is even the talk about whether it's productive or not to have your employees working from home. That way, if you cut down on the commute time, next thing you know, let's say you have a 30-minute commute to work, 30-minute commute home uh, to home from work. Mm. Now you have an extra hour of whether that's going to be productivity towards work or if you're going to be able to just enjoy that leisure from home. I think that's a big deal. And also, have you noticed there's a change in the way that offices are laying out their desks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's no longer, you know, you have like a cube farm and then corner offices focused around usually a large square. Most of the time now, people want like the interactive workspace where you have beanbags or open space. You don't really have, you know, private space. You have communal work areas. And I think a lot of younger people really like that, and particularly in you know, creative sector areas like marketing, advertising, tech, I know that's a big one, or startups. It's very trendy to have just kind of a big open workspace with big monitors and definitely, I definitely see that happening. So you touched on tech and you see Google has one oh, yeah. of the best campuses. <laughs> Apple. And yeah, they said they have some of the greatest campuses mm-hmm. for employees to come to. I mean, what a recruiting tool to get some of the top, the top players coming out of college or from different industries. And I think that it makes a big difference, but one of my questions is, 
Does it encourage people to spend more time at work because they leisure mm-hmm. throughout the day more? So maybe they're getting the same amount of work done in a longer period of time, but it's more relaxed work, therefore it's more creative and it's actually better producing work in general. And that's my question. How, how's the productivity? Is, is work productivity actually better with those kind of workspaces or is it just a tool that you know companies are using to kind of attract workers? I'm curious as to the productivity. So we're both real estate professionals and you being an entrepreneur and sometimes you, know, you work from home just like I do, do you get stuff done at home? I'm less productive at home. I'll be honest with you. Way less productive. It's, it's easier to get distracted. It's easier for me to, oh, you know, let me go do my dishes. Or, oh, let me just, oh, get up and go walk around for a little bit. It's definitely harder. I find it easier to do it in the mornings when it's quieter and there's not a lot more, you know, going on. But I'm way less productive at home. I'll be honest with you, Zach. You know, if you're going to step away from work to do dishes, that means that you really want a break. <laughs> Sometimes you need a break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have to be able to step away from work. Uh, personally, I actually go outside a lot more when I'm working from home. Which is healthy. Yeah, I'll get tired of sitting down in the chair inside the office. So I'll get out and take a walk around. But one thing that I've noticed as an entrepreneur is we're on the go 24-7, right? If there's an opportunity, you have to jump on it. Whereas if you're an employee, you know, you get in, you get your work in, and then you're done. So with me, work-life balance is more of balancing. Yeah, right? I don't really need to balance my work versus my time off. It's more of how do I stay balanced throughout the whole time because I know I'm on call. Right. Well, the thing that I completely agree with you, the thing that I think is interesting is if you're an employee of a company, you're working somebody else's dream. Somebody else started that business and was an entrepreneur and had that mindset and is most likely still, you know, the buck stops with them. They're on the clock all the time because it's their company. So I think you make a great point and I think it, it's always going to be balancing whether or not you decide to go up the corporate ladder and get more responsibility or branch out on your own and kind of start your own company, it is. It's always about balancing. So I think that's a great point that you bring up. And to that point of being an entrepreneur, so if you went to school for something like accounting or if you went to school to be an engineer, those are some very good paying jobs. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of the reason I went into entrepreneurship, for one, the time freedom, but two, the type of money that those positions make, You know, being an engineer, they're not so much offered as entry-level positions for somebody who came out with a business degree. Now, I'm sure if you have the right connections, you're sitting pretty. Right. However, uh, I can understand why somebody doesn't want to be on call 24-7. And being an employee, you get to get your time in, you get to learn from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's five o'clock on a Friday, let's go to right. happy hour. And some people, some people are completely fine with that. And you bring up another great point. Those are awesome jobs that at the entry level, you have a great salary. You also have a, you, you get to your ceiling much quicker with that. You know, you may get promoted five or 10 times in you know 15 years, that's it, mm-hmm. you're capped. Whereas you come out and you start your own engineering firm, your own accounting firm, no more ceiling. No more ceiling? You know, it's a give and a take like anything else. Right, no more ceiling and no more clock out either. And no more clock out either. So, you know, you give and you take. It's That's like anything right. else. And I think particularly in those two industries, um, not everybody's personality type is, is suited to run a business and to be, you know, people facing in some ways. So I think, I think there's definitely, there's places for everybody. And a lot of that to me is also based on, now it depends on your personality type. So what is the type of people that you're actually working with? Mm-hmm. So are you joining a company so that you can have a great experience, be around great people all the time, high energy people, mm-hmm. or maybe some people that are 
I know accounting is not a very high energy <laughs> office. <laughs> not a lot of time. However, you can. Uh, I know people can learn a lot from th their coworkers. It, do you find that to be an important important piece of? Because you once were in the quote unquote corporate and mm -hmm. now being an entrepreneur, is it important to you in both fields, as far as your coworkers and the staff around you? I think it's definitely um, important in both jobs. I think it's more important when you're working kind of a 40-hour clocked work week because you're basically stuck with those people for a large amount of your time. And if you were going to put in your, you know, 45, 55 years to retirement, you're going to be with them for the largest portion of your life. So, yeah, I think it's important that you like them. And, you know, Zach, I think that kind of brings us to a great segue to our next topic. Would you play with your workmates? So if you're in the restaurant industry, I already know the answer to that, 100%. And you give a great point because the more that you spend time at the office, you're gonna see these people more, probably more than your family, more than your oh, friends. Yeah. That, that actually, to me, is a big important decision of whether or not I'm gonna be working there. You know, am I gonna go grab a beer with these people on Friday, happy hour? Of course. I mean, I mean, I feel like that has to be an intricate part mm -hmm. of your decision and where you're going to work. Now, when it comes to Saturday and Sunday, maybe a select few people from that company. <laughs> right, right. A smaller group for sure. So, will you play with your workmates? We got to find a better phrase for that. I don't know if that's the best. Uh... <laughs> we, we can work on that. We can we'll <laughs> play with your workmates. Do you, uh, do you socialize with your coworkers? Do you I mean, socialize? Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Absolutely. Good thing we don't have an HR department <laughs> here at Millennial Light, or else I'm sure we'd be yeah. getting into some trouble. We'd be getting an email blast for sure. So do you socialize with your coworkers? Facebook, let us know. Is that important to you? We're going to put a poll out, actually. Yeah. We're going to get our first poll up. I think that's a great first poll, too. Do you socialize with coworkers? Well, with, you know, we touched on this a little bit before. Being an entrepreneur versus an employee, a lot of people our age either have a side hustle or they want to get into entrepreneurship. What are some of the pros? We'll start with the pros and then we'll go to the cons of being an entrepreneur in your mind. Pros, definitely kind of like I touched on before, being an entrepreneur takes away that ceiling. Nobody else defines your time. Nobody else defines how much, you know, your worth or what you should be doing with your time and how much you should be paid for that. You define all of that. And kind of a con that goes with that, you define all of that. So either you're overcharging, undercharging, or charging the right amount, and you're working all the time. Zach, like as we both know, you know, you are on call and like I kind of mentioned before, if you're running your own company, the buck stops with you. So you're you're always on call. Another pro I think is definitely flexibility. You know, like I said, you can work when you want, where you want, how you want. Nobody's you know, defining strictures on how you can do something as long as it gets done to the way you like it, it gets done. I think that's a pro. I think being an entrepreneur, um, I think is definitely a good way to shape industry. I think that's a pro as well. You can kind of leave your mark on something. Flexibility you touched on is the biggest factor for me as far as yeah. being an entrepreneur. That's the biggest pro. The biggest highlight for one, flexible with your time, mm -hmm. flexible with who you want to do business with. I think that is a big deal. So many people complain about who they're working uh, with on the other side of the table that, hey, if that's the client's not a good fit for you, you get a chance to move on. Go find right. some more clients. Now, if you're in your first couple years of entrepreneurship, you <laughs> might not have that flexibility. Right. <laughs> However, know that it's in the future. Uh, flexibility with being able to pivot, I think, mm -hmm. is really important and an uh, underestimated uh, quality of being point, an too. entrepreneur. So whether that be pivot to the type of client that you're working with, or honestly, maybe you recognize something in the marketplace mm -hmm. that deserves attention. 
whether it be a product or a service. So whatever the entrepreneur is currently doing right now, they might not be able to phase into that right away. Mm -hmm. However, that void in the marketplace needs to be filled. If there's a potential to go make profit, absolutely Fill chase it. that. Fill it, absolutely. Now, cons, this is what everybody needs to hear. This is what especially the millennials need to hear who want to leave their job. Don't leave your job right away, first off. I think right. that's probably the most important advice. Unless, hey, unless you're willing to you know, slam some ramen noodles, mm -hmm. cans of tuna for a while, I mean, you can if you want. However, most side hustles and most entrepreneurship fields start with, with some extra hours after work. Do you believe that that's the, the best route to go? And what are some cons with entrepreneurship? I think if you want to do that, I think any way you do it is a good way to start. I think, like you said, don't up and quit your job and expect to be, you know, pulling six figures within a month for any job. I don't think that's feasible. But I think you bring up a good point where a lot of it starts with kind of a side hustle after work. And I think that's something that millennials want is that flexibility to have another income stream, not be entirely dependent on, you know, one company for retirement or for anything like that. I think that is definitely the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well with millennials. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. There's so much there's so much information out there, whether it be mm -hmm. books, you have authors like Robert Kiyosaki, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Brian Buffini, he's in real estate, but right. he does a lot of personal development. So if you start reaching for people who have had success in entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. I mean success leaves clues. That's one of the best quotes that I've heard from That's authors. So if if you're really not sure, I think start seeking information. And some of the, the cons that I see with entrepreneurship, for one, it's unknown. Mm -hmm. You have no idea, so you have to be flexible in order to, maybe, maybe you have to go get a job after six months or a year because it's not taking off the way you want. Or are you going to grind it out because you truly believe that the dream, the passion, the, the product is there and it's gonna succeed in the future. So when it comes to cons, it's not all what is it? Lollipops and butterflies? Mm, no, it's definitely <laughs> not. And I think you bring up a good point that a lot of people may not think about. Like you may have a great business idea, right? You may have a great product, but being an entrepreneur, a huge part of it, as we both know, is getting business. You are you are a business developer mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. That is your main hat. And if you want to keep you know the lights on and keep the doors open, you gotta keep developing that business. And that's something that, you know, you may have different days that you want to schedule going to the flexibility. Your business developing hat is always on because if you want to keep those lights on, you know, you got to keep business developing. And I think that's a con that a lot of people may not realize is that's what an entrepreneur is. You're a business developer. And it's hard to see those cons, especially mm -hmm. in today's world of social media. Right. You just see the tip of the iceberg. You don't see everything that's underneath right. the water. Yep. So that Lamborghini that that entrepreneur standing next to, hey, that might be rented for the day. You if know. you know you see them out constantly uh, having great business days, check in with them at eleven o'clock at night. You know, mm -hmm. where's the mindset at? You know, is is there apathy because man, you know everybody perceives me to be good, so I have to keep going on and keep. Now that could be a motivating factor. Also, mm -hmm. the perception is that you're doing right. well, so hey, keep pushing. And you're going to be doing well. 12 o'clock in the afternoon, it all looks good. It all looks good. 12 o'clock in the morning, who knows? Who knows what exactly what's going on. Now, one thing that being an employee that I noticed 
versus being an entrepreneur is you get a chance to be a weekend warrior. Oh yeah, definitely big weekend warriors. I don't know if you see so much of that with entrepreneurs, but I'm sure that you still do. I'm sure you still have weekend warriors. Zach, what is a weekend warrior? A weekend warrior to me is somebody who is going hard in the paint on the mm -hmm. weekend. There's actually some, I'm sure there's some entrepreneurs who are weekend warriors. I have a feeling that those people are a bit further along in their process, <laughs> a little bit more successful with their ventures so far, so they can be. But man, when I was clocking out at 4.30 or 5 o'clock on mm. a Friday, put my warrior hat on, I was going there you in. Go. Friday happy hour, Saturday, you know, go to the beach, the pool, go play golf, go to a barbecue. Saturday night, you know, you go downtown, go to one of the Ivanhoe districts, something like that. Sunday, probably not feeling too hot. Go have brunch, and who knows, maybe that turns into a Sunday fun day. And next thing you know, your alarm's going off at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. And the Sunday scaries the kick Sunday in scares. just before that. The Weekend Warriors, I mean, I, I had a blast. I did too. I had an absolute blast when I was in an employee, clocking out on Friday, and like you said, so you got happy hour, then the beach, golf on Sunday or golf on Saturday because football season was coming mm -hmm. in. Yeah, football season is really dangerous when you're a weekend warrior. So no, everybody has to be a brunch warrior. <laughs> so if you didn't get a chance, go check out episode four, To Brunch or Not To Brunch, because everybody, this is the, the brunch, brunch king. king. That's me. Matt Smith. <laughs> Whether you're a weekend warrior or not, does that affect your brunch schedule? No, you gotta brunch. You gotta brunch, man. Have to brunch. Have to brunch either way. You can take you can take a couple hours on Sunday and brunch, man. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. And I'm really a, a big proponent of getting brunch on Fridays. We touched on it on episode four. Yeah, let's make four. it a thing, man. We have to get so we have to get a, a brunch on the schedule. Where's that entrepreneurial mindset, Zach? Let's make it happen. That's man. right. I think that's actually a great networking event, but that's not the networking event that we have coming up. I know you all have been waiting to hear about our networking event on May 31st. Where's it at? Downtown World of Beer, just off of Lake Eola. Great venue. It's an amazing, it's an amazing venue. It is, and they have a great happy hour special for both drinks and food. The food's also very good. I know we touched on that in a couple podcasts ago. The food's very, very good there. So definitely check us out. What time are we starting? Three o'clock, 3.30? About three o'clock, 3.30, May 31st. Everybody's welcome. We're gonna put actually a Facebook event because again, we want you to go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, make sure you share this networking event. The cool thing is, it's gonna be a really relaxed environment. It is. I was just about to say too, like, if you don't clock out until five or 5.15, don't worry about it. We're still gonna be there, you know, clock on out, go home change, and then come come have a beer with us. Like Zach said, it's gonna be super you know, laid back and low key. I believe their happy hour is from three o'clock to 7 p.m. So they have great beer specials. Beer starting at three bucks. I believe they have some food on the menu also for five dollars. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. It's gonna I be a good too. time. And World of Beer, especially the entire downtown uh, Lake Yola area, mm -hmm. it's all pet friendly. Yeah, bring, bring the pooch. Yeah, get your dog out there for happy hour. We're really excited to, again, have our first networking event. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we bring up networking events is because they're very important whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee. Definitely. It's a great way to get out there. In this world, it is all about who you know, but I really feel also it's all about who knows you. Absolutely. What's that phrase you like to say? Network equals net worth? That's right. Network equals net worth. We're going to have a great network there. We're going to be raising our net worth by exchanging business cards, Instagram pages, whatever, whatever your gig is, however you network. Mm -hmm. Come on out, share the way you do it. We actually have some, uh, some really cool things with Instagram, some things that you may not know that honestly would just happen naturally in conversation, but you won't know unless you come out on May 31st. So this networking event, again, May 31st, I'm not gonna say the date enough. World of Beer, 3 p.m. Mm -hmm.
We're going to have this on Facebook. There's actually some other ways to find networking events. Now, what are one of the ways that you find them, Matt? I go on Facebook. I'm a huge proponent of, of using Facebook to find networking events. You know, there's a lot of them here in Orlando, particularly geared uh, just towards young working professionals. You don't have to be in a specific industry or specific sector, but um, Facebook is great. I see a lot of people putting that out on Facebook. And I know another one that I've used a couple times that you're a big proponent of is the, the Meetup app. Mm-hmm. Meetup That's app. That's great too. It's wonderful. It's really cool. It's just like Facebook in the sense that you can go ahead and create a networking group. Mm -hmm. And it really, so it integrates with Facebook. Let's say you don't want to create a profile, right? Because we all have a thousand profiles on a thousand different websites. <laughs> you can log in through Facebook on the Meetup app and go ahead, create whatever type of event you want. It's also a great way to search for events. Mm. Well, you know, Zach, we're talking about finding networking events and you know where you go to network. I've got actually a pretty, uh, pretty interesting question for you. Do you think going to the bar is networking? You know, we're talking about being a weekend warrior over here. What, what's your opinion on that? That's a great question. I could not agree more. <laughs> well, now, who you're going to network with, if you're single, that's still networking. It's still networking. If you're Absolutely taken, true. who are you going to talk to there? You're still networking. Absolutely. So that's a great question. It all depends on really your mindset and how you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. you know, some people were, were introverts. I considered at one point myself to be an introvert. doesn't really matter. Mm -mm. Definitely not. Doesn't really matter if there's a restaurant that you you go to frequently. That's a chance for you to network. Mm -hmm. If you know the hostess, you're going to get the best table. If you know the chef, you may get a couple extra dishes on the house. Right. He might even give you a table visit. He might. You never know. And that's that's a great point too. It doesn't have to be a bar. It can be a restaurant. It can be, you know, a golf course. It can be a basketball court if you like to play basketball. It can be anything like that because networking, I think, to its core, is just interacting with people and you know getting your name out there. Like you said, network equals net worth. Absolutely. So the places that you frequent is going to mm -hmm. make a deal. The more more times that people see you, they're going to recognize you. Absolutely. You know, there, there's plenty of people out in this world that are willing to con <laughs> start a conversation a lot sooner than I am. So, Definitely. you know, for somebody who doesn't really feel comfortable networking, it is a skill that you can learn. But when you show Definitely. up places and you have good energy, people are going to approach you. And next thing you know, you're in conversation and it's them keeping your interest and that's how a mm -hmm. lot of, for one, friendships, but also business opportunities come about. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And like you said, this is something that can be learned. Some of the best you know, networkers and most outgoing people that kind of run the room, as they say, I don't think that they're naturally born that way. I think they chose to become that way and made you know, practical steps to become better at that skill because it's a skill. It's like anything else for sure. And for anybody who wants to really practice at building that skill, if you have a dog, go to the dog park. Yeah, that's I a don't have place. a dog, but I, you know, there's one actually. You right. can still go to the dog park. <laughs> I could still be that crazy person that plays with all the dogs, even Absolutely. though I don't have one. <laughs> Absolutely, you're networking. It may not be good networking, but you're networking. Yeah, maybe creepy networking, <laughs> but it's still networking. Now, the there's actually a dog park right next to my residence, mm -hmm. and everybody looks so happy over there. So <laughs> check it, it out. You though. know, if you're if you're just getting started, maybe you know you're working uh, your first job. And you never know, you could meet a 20-year attorney out there mm -hmm. who's out there and guess what? Now you're two people in a pair of shorts playing with your dogs, you're on the same playing field. Absolutely. So what type of environments can we all step in to where now everybody's on the same playing field and there's not that pressure mm -hmm. uh, of impressing somebody? Because guess what? You're probably not even going to know who that no, person is until you get to not. talk to them. Definitely not. That's a great point. 
The bar kind of has that equalizer as well. It does. You're all on the same playing field. And what are you drinking? Also, mm-hmm. you get a chance. Hey, you're sipping on some Bud Lights. It's going to be easy to pro somebody on some Bud it Lights. It is absolutely. Or That's a good point too. Miller Lights. Or is Millennial Light going to come out with its own beer one day? You know, I would really like that because I just think that's a great name. Millennial Light Beer. I'm a huge Miller Light guy, so I could definitely see myself drinking it. We're the most dominant consumer in the marketplace anyways. Mm -hmm. I feel like Millennial Lights would just scoop this up. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to to talk to them about that. In the meantime, we could just print some labels and then maybe slap it over Mm -hmm. one of the different beers. Yeah, we're not talking about copyright infringement, don't worry. Yeah, okay. yeah, and we're not going to tell you which beer we're putting it over nope, either. definitely not. However, come to the networking event, May 31st, mm-hmm. World of Beer, downtown Lake Eola. It's going to be starting at 3 p.m. Feel free to roll in. We'll be there till Absolutely. about 7. And, you know, we're going to post about it. If you guys have any questions or concerns or topics you want us to touch on, please, like we said, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or any one of our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 5 of Millennial Light. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you at our networking event. Tune into the next episode. For now, we're signing off. Have a great week, guys.